Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. Praises to the Most High. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holiday. I am Doc Holiday. Isaac, welcome back, man. Welcome back, like Mason Bathurst said. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Praise the Lord, everybody. What's up, Doctor? Hey, man. Listen, listen, listen. Glad to be back home in South Florida, but uh, just spending the entire weekend in Los Angeles, man. Had fun, seen family, seen friends. I've seen former teammates, uh, you know, staff, guys who I haven't seen in a while, ladies that I haven't seen in a while, but just being in the atmosphere again, Doc, and uh, just being at a game, you know. Um, it was fun, man. Had a great time. Uh, uh, what more can I say, man? It was, it was awesome just to be around that atmosphere again. Uh, unfortunately, the game didn't turn out like I wanted it to turn, turn out, but um, just being in the atmosphere, man, just – just hanging around my guys, my people, my girls. Uh, it was an awesome time, Doctor. It was an awesome, awesome time. <clears throat> yeah, man, I want to hear more about that. And I know the people want to hear more about that. We're going to talk about that ass whooping that the Titans put on our Rams, man, uh, uh, shortly. But first of all, you're there, man. Finally, you received your Hall of Fame ring. Seen a picture of it, man. That blue popping. Yeah. I mean, it looks good yeah. next to the Super Bowl ring. Both of them look real good, but that set is exclusive. Just talk about going there, the ceremony, man the emotions you felt uh, and what it means to you to go back to LA and to be honored like that and recognized. Well, you know, I definitely want to send you a picture, man. So you can have a reference point looking at that yeah. thing, but you know, just like you mentioned, doc, it's, it's one of those uh, iconic pieces that the hall presents to its, uh, its members. And, you know, that's kind of the last piece of it, that, that big gaudy looking ring, man, with, with so many diamonds in it. Uh, the, the blue backsplash, like you mentioned, I kind of look at it in my mindset as a Rams blue. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it has a, a picture of the, of the bus, your name on it, your number with my number, which is 328 for the hall. And, uh, and, and the amazing thing about it, doc, is that, you know, there's only about 360 to 65 people that have one of those rings and about 170 that are walking the earth. So it's a very, uh, exclusive club. And uh, honored to be in it, man. I think that um, I keep telling people that God is so good and gracious to me, man, just to be uh, in the mix and have the privilege of, of wearing jewelry like that. And, you know, we like free rings, man, particularly me. I know I like free rings, Doc. Uh, my Super Bowl ring and now that ring. But, but once again, man, just having uh, Orlando, having Aeneas Williams, having Mr. Tom Mack, 
uh, Eric Dixon and Jackie Slater there to represent me as, as gold jackets as being a part of that. And also Tory Hope, man. So it was special just to have that group. But Doc, it's always like a locker room setting, man, when we get together. So you get all the memories that you had. Uh, Wayne Gandy was in town. Toby Wright was in town. Uh, and, and, and the topic just goes from uh, different topics. You go from this topic to that topic or what, what happened in this NFC championship or what happened in this regular season game. Uh, Toby Wright was even bringing up memories of Lawrence Phillips, man. So, you know, he mentioned Lawrence for a time. And it was just a Ram family, man, which is what I like. Because when I get around other guys who play for other organizations, Cowboys and the Miami Dolphins, I, I sometimes feel jealous because their, their, their bond is so tight and they all like flow with each other. So that's, that's kind of my goal for the Rams, man, no matter where we play, when we play. But if you wore those colors, man, I figure you and I include you at, in that brotherhood that we have, it, that it should mesh like that because we all have those stories. Those are the very guys that can uh, finish off your memory thought. You know what I'm saying? They know exactly what happened in that game, why it transpired, why it transpired, and what happened next. So it's always it's good, man, to be around those guys, man, just to get your football juices and memories flowing again. Now I gotta check you. I gotta correct you, bro. I mean, you like free rings, but you ain't get them rings for free, bro. You put in work. <laughs> you ain't put them. Hold on, dog. I got I gotta check them. You ain't get them rings for free now. You put in work because if they came for free, I would have had a couple of them. I ain't I ain't got them. So you put in work to get those rings, Isaac. Come on, man. Okay, all right. I, I say a little work was put in, but Doc, you know, it, initially that wasn't the goal. The Super Bowl ring was a goal, you know, multiple Super Bowl rings. That was the goal. But, you know, you know, you get asked those questions, you know, which would you take first? Most definitely the Super Bowl ring, man. I take that over uh, any Hall of Fame ring. Let's just be real, Doc, because, you know, having a Super Bowl ring, um, you know, it's, 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 it's part of that 53-man team that was part of that season, you know, as part of that organization, those who got us ready, got us dressed to Todd Hewitt's and Jimmy Lakes in the back who often don't get mentioned, but uh, they're invaluable to what we did and the way we got on the field. So just having that Super Bowl ring, everybody got one of those and you, you have that common bond. So when we see each other, we just flash each other with the ring and uh, it, it's special, but you know, that's not taking anything away from that thing. What I got uh, last night, man, uh, uh, two nights ago, in Los Angeles, man, that, that ring of excellence that we call it. Uh, it's a great honor, great privilege. And like I always say, Doc, it's a culmination of every stop that I've had from uh, Fort Lauderdale, uh, <clears throat> Sunland Park, uh, where I started playing, Holiday Park, where I started playing, to Dillard High School, to my time in uh, junior college at West LA College in Santa Monica City, to Memphis, where I met you guys to the Los Angeles, St. Louis Rams, man. It's a culmination of all of that, man. So we all get to wear it, man. When I get one, we got one. And no, man, and trust me, I'm extremely proud of you. I'm extremely happy uh, for you. Every time I see you getting acknowledged and recognized like that, I always just feel good, man, because it's an honor, man, that, you know, to have a brother, man, who's one of the best to ever do it and who's still humble and giving praises to the most high for all things. Now, uh, we praise the most high, I praise you for that, but you. Gotta praise the Tennessee Titans too, man, because you were at the game. I was watching on TV, and all I saw was ass whooping, pushed around the field, out coached, out executed, out game plan, 
just ready to play, man. I just saw them being more physical than us, especially on defense, bro. Them two dudes, Jeffrey Simmons and Danico Autry, dog. I said, I don't know what the hell Matthew Stafford did to them. They from Mississippi State. You from Georgia. But they was on his head the entire night, bro. To me, I just saw I just saw a beatdown, bro. Just there's no way, no other way to say it. Now our defense played well, but their defense played extremely well and just totally shut us down. Well, Doc, you know, it's like I say at times, man, it's the beauty of football, Doc, because you can have this this all-star team at times on paper, you know, and, and, and networks, uh, podcasts, uh, talking heads like me and you can be pumping this team up on paper. And, but at the same time over in Nashville, they're seeing the exact same thing. It, they're feeling disrespected because, you know, we're not mentioning much. They're supposed to come in here and lose by 10 points. And, and the beauty of football says, oh, really? Okay, I don't want to participate. So when you talk about a defense getting after somebody, they got after us, Doc. They just didn't want to hear it. They, they wanted to prove that, you know, we're not a one-man team. Derrick Henry's gone. But at the same time, you know, we're a team. We call ourselves a team for a reason. And for have, have another man come in uh, all day, Adrian Peterson come in, and, and, and he looked like he had fresh legs. But, you know, you talk about schematically, you talk about being outcoached, you talk about just getting a whooping. This is one of those films that, you know, you don't throw this one away, Doc. You sit down and you take your medicine on this. Everybody sit in the same room uh, because, you know, to, to get to the goal, the ultimate goal where we want to reach, you have to go through moments like this. And this is one of those games where you, you see you can be slapped around. Buffalo, you see you can be slapped around. I mean, other teams, uh, Dallas Cowboys, you see that you can be slapped around, man. This is no cakewalk. You don't easily walk into SoFi Stadium in February and be representing the NFC in, an, uh, in the Super Bowl without going through moments like this. Now, this game, man, kind of reminded me when you all in 99, when y'all went to Tennessee, y'all were undefeated. I think Tennessee may have been undefeated. And they, they, I mean, y'all went to Nashville. Same year y'all won the Super Bowl and beat them in the Super Bowl. Y'all went there, bro. I mean, you know, they, they were smacking y'all around, though. You say, you, I mean, hey, they came out and I was like, this reminded me of that game because I was at that game. And I was like, y'all high-powered offense. Of course, this offense isn't nearly as high-powered as you all. But still, y'all high-powered offense went to Nashville. And that defense came out. And the Tennessee Titans jumped on y'all just like they jumped on us Sunday. And you all couldn't make it all the way back. And our Rams couldn't make it all the way back Sunday. They kind of reminded me of the, the same kind of situation, bro. It was eerily similar, Doc. You got the two same teams that played in that game back in 1999. Different venue, obviously. But... You know, like I kind of mentioned, at that time in 1999, we, we were the talk of the town. We were the toast of the town. And other teams, Doc, that you get ready to play, bro, they got respect about themselves. You got to remember, they're on scholarship, too, and they want a shot at the title. So to be the man, Rick Flair said you got to beat the man. So anytime, you know, those teams get an opportunity to play against you, to line up against you, they, they say they want to show and prove that <laughs> you're not who they say you are. You know what I'm saying? So they want to make sure that they get an opportunity to knock you off your throne and propel themselves at the same time. So, I mean, it's, it's the beauty of football. Uh, we got chin check. You know, the Cowboys were chin check. The Buffalo Bills, they were chin check. All three of those teams are teams that people keep pushing, you know, to SoFi Stadium in, in February. So hopefully this is this is a reset where we can go back and hit a reset button and fix those small things uh, uh, as far as completions, Doc running uh, blocking up front making sure that nobody's on 
uh, Matthew Stafford's toes while he's trying to deliver the football. So those are things I believe we can fix. Uh, barring injury, man, I think we'll be better. And uh, somebody's got to pay this week. So somebody's got to pay the piper for us losing a game like that. Pay the piper, cause we damn so pay the piper. Pay the, pay, we so we damn so paid the piper on Sunday night. But hey, you know, we paid uh, 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 a little price last week. I haven't gotten a chance to speak to speak to you about it, but we make the huge trade, bring Von Miller over from the Denver Broncos, the future Hall of Famer, to add to that defense. Now he didn't get a chance to play on Sunday, I think, right. because he's recovering from an ankle injury. But when I saw the move and I saw the trade. I absolutely loved it. I would have loved to have had him out there on Sunday, but our defense isn't isn't the reason we lost the ball game. It's right. just that that defense played so well. So how did you like that move, man, bringing Von Miller over here? And I, like I said, I would have loved to see him in uniform balling out on Sunday, but if you hurt, you hurt. Take your time. But how do you like that move, bringing him over uh, to La La? Man, I think it's a great move, great power move by Les Snead and those guys uh, really trying to, you know, set everything up in place. And we talked about what a team looks like on paper. So just looking at what we have on paper, Doc, let's be real. Leonard Floyd played out of his mind Sunday yes. night, man. I mean, he was putting pressure on the quarterback. Uh, Aaron Donald was doing his thing, double team, triple team, but still touching up uh, Ryan Tannehill. Now you add a Von Miller to the mix, Doc. I mean, you know, that's why we say automatically human nature will put us in a position to say, oh, it's over. The Rams are going to the Super Bowl, not only going, but going to win it especially when you add a piece like Von Miller. But it's that beauty of football, Doc, that we talk about. So, you know, it's going to take a little time for those guys to mesh. I think he brings in uh, uh, a, more, a lot more than just his physical attributes, just his knowledge of the game, being able to teach a Leonard Floyd, being able to teach that, 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 that player that's going to be playing behind him how to pass rush, how to get to the quarterback, the little small nuances that you need that will take a, the next guy further than – he, he really wants to go. So just in addition to uh, Von Miller being in the mix, you might as well put another C on his chest because I really feel like he can be a captain uh, on that team, man, and really have us in a position to take us where we want to go. And, uh, and I, I totally agree with you, man. I absolutely love the move. I can't wait to see him get out there. And before we move on, I want to say, hey, Dante Dion, calm your, calm your ass down, bro. You, you just, I, I, I like your confidence. Calm your little ass down, man, because he got us. He got us a personal. I think he got us a penalty. He was. I, I love the talking and the confidence, but calm down, man. But our defense, as you said, salute to Leonard Floyd because he was. He was monster mashing out there. Aaron Donald was doing his thing, and I want to ask you about. Hey, our guy from Memphis, man, Daryl Henderson looked like a. He looked like a. He looked like that running back we saw at Memphis. I, I'm seeing mm -hmm. some explosiveness now. Looks like he didn't drop some weight. He's seeing the hole. He's getting through the hole. And Isaac, what you said and what you've been on been on this show saying, you want to see him finish off runs. Daryl Henderson is finishing off runs, man. Even though we lost the ball game, I think DeHendo had like 11 carries, 55 yards. Very, very impressive what I saw from Daryl Henderson, man. He's turning into that running back that the Rams drafted a couple of years ago. We're seeing his evolution and his progress. Well, you know what? Just more reps is sometimes breed confidence for your doc. So he's getting opportunities, and it's good to see him in an entire drive, finishing it off. He's adding to his game, being able to split out wide, run routes, and catch passes, man. So the more you can do, that, that just makes you more dangerous to a defense, and it, it opens up Sean McVay's playbook even more. So I think he's doing a good job, doc. He's finishing off runs. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get in a position where we can really feature him uh, Sunday night. 
But at the same time, he's pass blocking, which I know you know is important. And he's making sure he's finishing off runs and getting guys, uh, uh, getting, that, getting that running game going up to a level that we feel like we got to have, man, to make plays. Now, Isaac, what did you see before we wrap this up, man? What did you see from this Tennessee Titans defense? Not only because I saw physicality, but I saw them make a concerted effort that you all are not going to go deep. I'm a, we're going to yep. give y'all all the underneath stuff, and when you get it, we're yep. going to tackle and hit your ass in the mouth. Now, Cooper Cup, you look at his stats, 11 catches, I think 95 yards. They look good, but he really wasn't a factor, man. They kept him quiet. Robert Woods did his thing, but uh, what did you see from that Tennessee Titans defense? Because that's what I saw. They was giving up all the underneath stuff, and when they, but when they got their hands on us, they were great tacklers and brought us to the ground and didn't let us get loose for anything. Well, you know what? If you give me 11 catches and 95 yards and call me non-effective, I don't know what that is. But here's the thing. When you're able to rush four guys up front and put pressure on a quarterback and still keep your other guys, seven guys deep and make him have to throw into small windows and holes, that's not going to bode well. So, I mean, you were chasing. You had, you had uh, Stafford being chased. He was, he was off his spot and putting pressure up, front, up the front. So, when you, when you have that combination of defense and guys who are physical up front, Doc, I mean, it's going to bode well for those dudes. But, but here's the thing. When, if, we're, if we're analyzing the Tennessee Titans, I don't know how far you can go with that. Uh, I don't know how, you can, how far you can go with that team with Darryl, Darryl, Derek Hinder, uh, Henry yep. being absent and, and relying solely on Ryan Tannehill to push this team to the next level. It remains to be seen. They're not in the AFC, so next time we see them, it'll have to be in the Super Bowl. But just being able to put pressure on a quarterback with a four-man rush and not really bring pressure, that bodes well for everybody. So your safeties can sit back. Your cornerbacks can get hands on guys and pushing them up the field. That's the way you want to play a team, uh, an offense like we have. Pressure that quarterback, get your hands on the receivers, and make sure they don't flow easy throughout the game. Big facts. Now, I want to see you yeah. just like a receiver, so you like them stats. 11 catches, but this is why I say that, because it's 11 catches – didn't really affect the game. He got the catches, but that didn't put us in the position to really score any points to really get the offense going. I ain't taking anything away from Cooper, but I'm just saying okay. that the, the Titans did a good job of containing him because they didn't let him do a lot of run after the catches. That's all I'm saying. His 11 catches didn't really affect the game like that, Isaac. Okay. I mean, we mentioned 11 carries for 55 yards for, by Daryl Henderson. I mean, we talking yeah, about that. Impact, you know, impact is impact. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, if you, you miss one, one tackle with Daryl Henderson, that 55 can very easily turn into 95-yard rushing game. You miss one tackle on a couple coop, couple Cooper Cup, that one, those 11 catches, 95 yards can very easily turn into a 110 plus a touchdown. So missing a tackle, making guys miss part of the game. They did a great job. Hey, kudos to them, man. We ain't got to see you no more. You know, uh, possibly if we gonna be in the Super Bowl, are you gonna be in the Super Bowl? That's the question. You're right, but of course, man, I'm a, of course I'm going to pump up the running back first, man. You know what I'm saying? Of course I'm going to make him look good because he made us look good. But real quickly, last thing, bro, let me tell you something about Robert Woods, man. This is – now, we know what he can do when he – you know, he runs great routes, he gets open. But, Ike, damn, dog, they have this dude lead blocking in the – hold on. He ain't lead blocking DBs. He's lead blocking linebackers in the A gap, B gap. Yeah. Bro. Can you imagine? I mean, dog, being a lead blocker in the NFL is. <laughs> I don't know why you looking like that, man. It, it wouldn't happen. I, much. No, I, Bruce ain't doing that. I'm not doing that, bro. That that's a man. Hey, listen, 
inside Ooh. the trenches, those are men in there, man. Those yes. are men. I like being on the perimeter with us boys out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But you're right. It, it's a mentality, Doc. So they're trying however they can to get the balls into Rob, Robert Woods' hands, man, because he's definitely impactful when he get, when he touches the football. He has the same mentality as Oz Hakim, man, because Oz used to run all the reverses, and at times Mike Marks would pitch him a, uh, give him a pitch, running 80 press, 90 press, and I I just look at Oz and I'd be like, man, first of all, you're 170 pounds, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Second of all, you know, you know, you run it in between these big guys, man. But they have that mindset, Doc. And that's just something I would never do, man. I mean, no, nah, Doc, Mike, we can run it all day in practice. Come game time, I'm not running this, man. It ain't happening. Oh, man, that's that's funny, man. It, it, my whole thing, I understand. Okay, you want to put him in the backfield and give him the rock. But damn, y'all asked this yeah. dude to be a lead blocker. Look, that crap hurts, man. I don't care how that crap hurts. So. Salute to you, Robert Woods, and salute to our Los Angeles Rams, man. Tough game, but a great experience for you, man. I'm glad you were there, man. But I'm like, God damn. But anyway, we move on to San Francisco, man, Monday Night Football. Hopefully I can catch up with you this week. We can do a preview of that ball game. But anything else you want to add, Isaac, before we get up out of here? No, man, it was, it was special. I think the Rams organization uh, went above and beyond my expectations, man, as far as uh, having a ring ceremony. Uh, I was very humbled honor, please. Um, you know, God has been so good and gracious to me, particularly placing me with this organization, man, and allowing me to develop and grow uh, to the person that I currently am right now. So there's still a big part of that, man. And, and every time I go back, man, they treat me like a king. So a uh, big, huge salute to uh, Jaquez, uh, the, the leader of the alumni, and John Mark, the leader of the alumni, Molly. They do such a tremendous job, man, as far as uh, welcoming, welcoming back former players and allowing us to relive and revisit you know some of our playing days great experience man once again congratulations to you proud of you man i'm glad the los angeles rams finally <laughs> acknowledge you again but that's gonna do it for this edition of ramblings with pro football hall of famer isaac bruce and doc holiday until next week or later this week god willing we out Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.